I'm Billy Buttery, and this is Foods Culture, a podcast. Today's episode is a gem. By the end of the chat, I was hungry and wistful for places I haven't yet visited. Hearing today's guest speak of food has inspired me to give eggplant another go, the priest fainted recipe. Can't wait to give that a try. Try my hand at making burak and eagerly planning a trip to the Mediterranean. Tanner Alpaslan is a Turkish Mediterranean man born and raised in Belgium. Hearing him speak of all the wonderful flavors that were everyday cooking in his house will leave your mouth watering. We met years ago and have always admired his style and ease, and he's a great cook. As an aside, I think it's so funny that guests always say they were a bit embarrassed at their school lunches. His lunches sound like they were amazing. I also love the story about him questioning why other mothers didn't speak Turkish at home. It's a sweet reminder of the innocence of children and how growing up we all assume we are all the same. Which, after speaking with an ever-growing group of people, I realized that although our languages, flavors, and appearances may be different, ultimately we are all the same. Celebrating each other and life through the breaking of bread, taking extra time to prepare special meals, and visiting new places to experience the food and flavors of other cultures brings us joy. I hope you'll enjoy today's episode. Cheers! Hello, Tanner. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to have you here tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited too. When I saw your initiative and the invite, I was like, oh my God, I love food and I'd love to be part of this. Thanks for having me over your podcast. Well, thank you for joining me. I'm so excited. I mean, I've eaten at your house once many years ago and it was so delicious. (laughs) So I'm excited (laughs) to talk about all that. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah sure let's let's, let's jump, jump right in. into it yeah perfect so how do you define your cultural background all right so um I'm, i have a bit of a twist so i'm from a turkish background but i was born in belgium actually so there's a bit of mix of cultures you know like uh my family like are not traditional turkish people but they still like love to you know carry the traditions over and the food and the music and whatnot but i was born in belgium so i have a bit of like the french and belgian culture mm-hmm. but also the middle eastern and uh, and turkish warmth and the, the mediterranean vibes so it's a it's a bit of a mix and now here i am in canada <laughs> mm-hmm. i love it yeah. so when did you move um from belgium to canada or was there a stop in between okay so i I first moved to Canada in 2006 and um, I lived here in Toronto from 2006 to 2012. Mm -hmm. And then I decided, you know, I I wanted to be like, learn more about my culture, actually learn more about my roots. And that's when I decided to move back to Istanbul because I never lived in Turkey. Mm -hmm. And uh, I always wanted to learn more about the language, the food, the people, my culture, my family. So in 2012, I just like, you know, like sold all my furniture (laughs) from my condo in in Toronto and I packed my luggage and I went to Istanbul and I lived there for two years. That's amazing. And um, yeah. And after two years, you know, like politically in Turkey, it wasn't that stable and whatnot. So I moved back to Belgium for another two years. And then I'm like, I miss Canada so much. And uh, if I don't go back, uh, I'm going to regret it later. So I, I came back in 2018. It was a bit of a bit of back and forth, but happy to be back. Amazing! I love how you sort of took the initiative to go and move to you know better um, learn your you know your family's culture and history. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. and that taught me a lot for sure. That's amazing. So, growing up, which language did you speak? Okay, so growing up um, at home, we were uh, speaking Turkish with my mom. And my dad would always speak French. So I, I, I learned both languages at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then it was it's funny story. When I, I first went to school, I can I can still remember. I was shocked that people's parents uh, like 
both spoke French. I was like, how come his mom doesn't speak Turkish and his dad speaks French? They both <laughs> speak French. Like it didn't, it wasn't natural to me. I, I thought like all moms spoke Turkish and mm-hmm. all dads spoke French. But mm-hmm. yeah, I learned both languages at the same time. That's amazing. I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, well, and you mentioned the Middle East. So I learned um, about a year ago, someone, I read something on the internet or blog or something about how we should essentially stop saying the Middle East. Um, and I'd love to get your take on that because it's sort of like, you know, the middle of what, the east of what, and it's sort of like a colonizer term. Do you mm-hmm. feel any sort of way about that? No, I don't really feel like any offense or any like, um, you know, like labels when when people say Middle East. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I love the term Mediterranean a bit more. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, Turkey is like like geographically, it's uh, it's a bridge between Europe and Asia and the Middle East. So it's kind of like in between. Mm-hmm. So it's not hundred percent Middle East. It's a bit of Asia, a bit of Europe, and a bit of Middle East. It's it's between the three actually, and uh, and I love that about Turkey. It's like the main like intersection between uh, two continents. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love. I mean, mm-hmm. I've always been so obsessed with globes and atlases. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I love I love all of all that whole area (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's fascinating and um and istanbul it's really in the middle of of all those uh those like nice places and i think napoleon said once if istanbul or constantinople back then would be a country Mm -hmm. it will be the capital of the world (laughs) Mm -hmm. yes yeah oh my gosh amazing now i want to go right now (laughs) anytime (laughs) you have a tour guide i can uh, show you around anytime oh my goodness i love it okay let's plan a trip (laughs) (laughs) um what is your first memory of food my first memory of food you know like one of the most intense and like most memorable uh, memory of food uh, is probably with my grandpa. Um, like every summer when I was a kid, we would go to uh, to Turkey. And um, my grandparents lived in Izmir, so it's the it's a city at the uh, western coast of uh, of Turkey. Uh, it's a bit south of uh, Istanbul. And um, I remember my grandpa, uh, you know, taking me out for the day, and he was like, "I'm going to show you around the city, and uh, we're going to have some food." And I remember going to that dinner shop with my with my grandpa. It's almost like a, a dinner means like a rotating. So it's like those you probably seen the shawarma places with that big rotating meat uh, mm-hmm. column. And um, and we ate that with my grandpa with like some fresh bread, and uh, the the meat was just delicious. And I just remember my grandpa saying to his friend, that's my grandson, he's from Belgium, and he was so proud. And then we took the ferry to go from because Izmir is almost like a, a bay. So you can take the ferry to go across uh, the city and uh, discover different neighborhoods. And I think that's probably the most memorable type of uh, memory I have about food. And you know, sharing that with my grandpa, mm-hmm. getting to know more about my roots, my uh, Izmir, where my grandpa lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, and, sh- and share a nice little like uh, Turkish meal. I love that. Oh my goodness, mm-hmm. it's so heartwarming. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, growing up, was your mom the cook in your house? You know... I, I, I want to say yes, but I also want to say she was kind of like leading the orchestra <laughs> and, <laughs> and everyone would meet in the kitchen and I'm the youngest of three and I have two older sisters and uh, we would always meet in the kitchen after school and my gra- my mom, my grandma sometimes too, like they would cook uh, together and then my sisters would prepare like a salad. So it was more like a family moment, but yeah, mm-hmm. my mom definitely would be the, the leader in the kitchen, then my sister, then myself. 
And my dad would would also cook too. He's a very good cook, but only on special occasions. <laughs> That's amazing. So yeah. fun. I love that she's leading the orchestra. <laughs> I <Yeah>. love that. <laughs> Growing up, did you eat primarily Turkish food or did you also sort of, did she remix in some food from Belgium, some French food? Yeah, it was a mix of both, um, but mainly Turkish food. My mom uh, moved to Belgium when she was uh, 18 after uh, she married my dad. So she she's more into like Turkish dishes and Turkish traditions food so I still remember uh, when I was a kid uh, I was getting like uh, picked on at school because I would open my lunchbox everybody would have a sandwich and I would have like a barak or I would have like a rice and eggplant <laughs> like <laughs> Turkish dishes you know and, uh, mm-hmm. and yeah so I would say mainly Turkish food but later on like now she's been there for over 40 years so she cooks a bit of everything a bit of Bel- Belgian foods and uh Turkish dishes still. And what is your favorite dish from your childhood? Mm, I would say, um, so it's uh, again a eggplant dish. It's called imam bayilda, which literally means when you translate it to English, it means the, um, the imam, so that's like the priest in a mosque, okay. fainted. So it's so oh. good that the imam <laughs> fainted, you know. That's the, <laughs> that's the name of the dish. <laughs> I love it's that. Imam Bayolda. So it's like, and I remember when I was a kid asking my mom, how's, how's this dish called? And it was she was trying to explain like what it means and I was like oh this doesn't make sense and she's like well it's so good that he fainted <laughs> and I was like oh I get it uh, like I feel the same way so it's like eggplant it's, it's a vegetarian dish actually there's no meat in it so it's eggplant um, it's like roasted eggplant with olive oil and it has a filling of uh, onions garlic tomatoes parsley and it's it's amazing as an entree or even as a main uh, some people add meat into it mm-hmm. and uh, it's very very good like oh yeah that's one of my favorite dish for sure and would you have that often or was that more like a special occasion dish no we would have that often because it's so easy to make mm-hmm. um you know like the eggplants onions like all of these ingredients are easily available mm-hmm. and um and yeah we would have that uh, at least like every other week because mm-hmm. i loved it so much i used to say tell my mom please make it again make it again i <laughs> loved it I, and, and you know what this the next day it's even better because the olive oil soaks in mm-hmm. and you can just like take some bread and like dip it in it like a sauce it's mm-hmm. it's fantastic so good i'm not even a huge eggplant fan but that sounds uh-huh. amazing now i want to try yeah. it <laughs> oh yeah you would love eggplant after you try that <laughs> mm. oh my goodness um and do you make it now as an adult or do you wait and oh, have your mom make it for you? Oh, no, I still, I make it like, uh, of course. Yeah, I, that's one of my favorite dishes. So I would make it as, uh, you know, like a, with, with hummus and I would make this, you know, like just to dip with some flat bread or like regular bread. And uh, yeah, like it's very easy to make. So yeah, I would definitely, I still do it now. In regular rotation. <laughs> yeah, regular rotation for sure. That's uh, one of the uh, uh, kitchen's favorite. <laughs> and I remember, so we, you had a party many, years ago and I was mm-hmm. over your party and you there was like these dumpling things I want to say mm-hmm. what was that called it was so good oh those were um they're called manta manta so they're they're almost like uh yeah dumplings or like Turkish raviolis mm-hmm. uh so I think I ate like a like, hundred <laughs> <laughs> they're so good yeah they're uh they're stuffed with meat so they're like those little tiny dumplings mm-hmm. um uh which they like the dough is made with like regular like basic ingredient flour uh water salt and the filling you can actually make it with meat or you can also do it vegetarian it's so hard to make because you have to open up the dough and then cut it in little squares and then fold them one by one and i think like it takes maybe like five hours to fold them all uh, and you add like a nice little um 
a nice tomato sauce on top with garlic mm-hmm. and you top it up with Turkish yogurt and it's just delicious. And that's also one of my favorite dish, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, my mouth is watering right now. I can, like, <laughs> think back to that Yeah, day. I remember that. I remember <laughs> we made, I made that. Yeah. And that what a labor of love. I had no idea it yeah. was so intricate. Oh yeah. Oh no, it takes a while. It takes a long time and a lot of efforts to do, but you know, when you love something, you can't do anything for it. Mm-hmm. Well, I could taste the love in it because they were definitely <laughs> delicious. <laughs> oh yeah, so good. <laughs> so would you say that's sort of like a celebration food, like something you'd make on special occasions? Yeah, you know, like um, you would make that on special occasions for sure because if they're so time consuming, you don't make that every day. Like, uh, And not every woman or even man like has like five hours to spare a week to fold them one by one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you literally have to make like, I don't know, hundreds to fill a pot or like uh, serve uh, a table of four. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I would definitely say that's something that you eat in special occasions. However, though, um, my parents divorced and my dad remarried um, in Turkey and uh, his wife um, actually opened up a restaurant and that was their specialty. So oh. anytime I was going to Turkey, I, I was almost eating it every day. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's, it's so good. It's uh, definitely one of the uh, best dishes in Turkey. I love that. And what would you say is sort of like the most celebrated holiday in the Turkish tradition, Turkish culture? Um, like the most celebrated i would say it's also uh time consuming it's like a very um delicate dish i would say because it's hard to make mm-hmm. it's called yaprak sarması i'm gonna translate that to english of course it's like wrapped uh vine leaves mm. so you're you're actually um you probably saw that uh probably like in also greek restaurant or the restaurant from the balkans it's uh it's from the same region actually we, we don't always like people like to claim it's turkish but it's food from that region right mm-hmm. and uh, so you take the, the vine leaves and you stuff them with some rice and like a special sauce, mm-hmm. a bit of parsley, of course, garlic comes in almost every dish. Mm-hmm. And you have to wrap them very delicately. So they have to, in order for them to be like uh, acceptable per se, mm-hmm. they have to be like a pinky toe. Okay. Oh. Not a pinky toe, but like a, like a, what's your yeah. smallest finger? Sorry. Yeah, pinky. Yeah, uh, pinky. Your pinky. Pinky finger. Pinky mm-hmm. finger. There we go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like wow. a pinky finger. So they has, they have to be like very thin mm-hmm. and, um, and yeah, you can fill hundreds in a, in a, in a casserole actually and, um, cook them for a bit, steam them, and then you eat them cold mm-hmm. and you squeeze some lemon on top. It's oh. absolutely delicious. I just had some last weekend, but I didn't put lemon on them. So next time I have them, I'll have to do that. Oh, yeah. So a little trick uh, squeeze some lemon and also some sumac oh. uh, sumac spice it's mm-hmm. it adds uh, that little sourness to it it's absolutely delicious oh that's such a good idea there's a mm-hmm. restaurant that we order from um it's our new favorite takeout spot and they do really good vine leaves but they're definitely not a pinky they're more like fat thumbs <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like in turkey when uh when a bride or like when someone wants to get married and they they welcome them home to have a dinner if they make that dish they absolutely have to be as thin as as a, as a pinky finger. Otherwise, like she won't get married. <laughs> That's one of the requirements. <laughs> I love that. That's hilarious. Yeah, no, it's so good. Um, would you say is your sort of like number one like carb in 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 Turkey? The one number one carb I would say would be wheat. Uh, mm-hmm. We eat so much bread uh, yeah. and we have like uh, those uh, bagels we call simit. Uh, we have the longer breads, like we call them soman, or we have the flat breads, like uh, we call them yufka. And uh, yeah, we, we just eat a lot of bread and with 
almost like breakfast, lunch, dinner, there's always bread on the table. So I would say definitely wheat. And I want to talk about Belgium for a little bit. So growing up, like, did you guys just have waffles or is that just? (laughs) (laughs) No, we would have waffles. So my, yeah, we would always uh, buy like those uh, packs of waffles and uh, have one for uh, 10 a.m., the break time at school mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah whenever wherever you go in belgium in like the little markets or in like touristy areas there's always a waff- waffle maker and there's always a huge lineup but it's definitely worth it mm. and is that just for sweet things or would there also be savory waffles so um i think waffles are more like sweet but if mm-hmm. you want savory uh type of uh, dessert i think it would be crepes mm. they do crepes also a lot and most of the time those waffle places will also sell crepes mm-hmm. so you would have them with nutella banana or also savory like with spinach cheese ham it's absolutely delicious oh that sounds so good so that mm. would be like a like a sort of like a snack like an on-the-go snack oh even for lunchtime like we would go like have a crepe or like a sandwich and a waffle Mm-hmm. and uh you know sit by the school and enjoy that and go back to class oh, i love that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what would be sort of your like everyday breakfast every day right now or you would mean like in, in belgium, like in belgium. yeah in belgium or turkey in, in belgium um i remember like we would always make eggs in the morning eggs and toast and um and maybe cereal mm-hmm. with milk but in turkey it's totally different we eat actually olives feta mm. cheese and uh and maybe a simit like uh, those bagels um with with sesame seeds so they're almost like uh, you know like the montreal bagels but a mm. bit larger and thinner mm. and a bit more crispier mm-hmm. but they're soft inside so they're they go very well with uh with olives and uh, and cheese in the morning that sounds so good i love that yeah Top it up mm. with a nice cup of tea and you're good to go. Mm. Oh my goodness. Well, and you've traveled quite a bit. What is mm-hmm. your favorite food in any city? Favorite food in any city? Oh, that's a, that's a hard one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know. I guess, I guess that is a pretty hard question. Yeah, but. because, you know, like every... and. Every time I travel, I try to yeah, try the street foods and like the different dishes that they have locally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went to Peru recently, well, not recently, like last year, just before all that uh, happened. And I ate one of the best ceviches. Mm. Uh, it had like different type of like uh, seafoods inside, a lot of lime and corn. Um, I didn't know like Peru was known for, for their corn. They had like, they have like over a hundred different type of corn like purple corn yellow black you name it oh, and wow. uh, and that ceviche actually like blew me away like i was blown off and yeah. and since then i've been having a lot of ceviches like um, there's uh, there's some nice places in toronto that uh, also carry that dish mm-hmm. and i think that's one of my favorite lately like uh, i just love the lime inside and the, the seafood mm-hmm. it's just delicious and uh, yeah i think it's uh, it's a very nice dish well and so nice and fresh too so nice and fresh, exactly. And it goes any time of the day as well. Do you remember your first meal when you moved to Canada? Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so when I first moved to Canada, I um, I moved um, around like uh, Wellesley and Parliament. And I remember I just landed, like I, my friend picked me up and uh, we just went home, dropped the luggages and 
directly went out because I was sort of starving. I just had like a, I think it was a 15 hour trip because I had to fly by Atlanta. Oh, wow. So I was just, and you know, plain food, it's not the best. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just starving and we went out and we uh, went on Yonge Street to a, uh, it was actually an Iranian place. So they had like this nice rice with, uh, with I'm not sure if it's pomegranate, but it, it had like those little uh, red um, berries with rice and chicken. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was just, you know, amazed by how multicultural Toronto is because we're walking on Young Street and there was a Chinese space, Iranian food, like Persian cuisine, Turkish, uh, like you name it, there were so many different type of restaurants. I was just amazed. I was like, "Wow, this is this is amazing!" Like the multicultural like uh, aspect of Toronto mm-hmm. always amazed me. But yeah, it was a Iranian rice and chicken that I had for the first time when mm-hmm. I landed in Toronto. Well, speaking of restaurants in Toronto, what would you say is a good Turkish restaurant for someone that maybe hasn't necessarily eaten Turkish food before, and they live mm-hmm. in the city and they want to they want to try you know something sort of authentic? Yeah, I would say um, in Kensington Market, there's this place called Best Istanbul. And they have a bit of everything. So they have the dinner. So that's the, the you know, shawarma style sandwich I ate with my grandpa when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. They, had the, they have the pide. So pide is almost like a Turkish pizza, but it's, um, it's long. It's not like um, the shape is not round. It's almost like oval, oval. They just like fold the sides and uh, you can have that with sujuk. Um, that's like a Turkish curd meat. Uh, you can have that with eggs, spinach, feta cheese. And they also have like some more authentic type of uh, dishes with uh, the meat and uh, chicken, rice and uh, and yogurt as well. Like I feel like Turk- Turkish people love to put yogurt on the sides just mm-hmm. because, it's, you know, it's a bit spicy. You just want to have a bit of yogurt to mm-hmm. uh, suit it up. But yeah, mm-hmm. best Istanbul in Kensington Market. I think it's on August. And I um, can't remember the other intersection, but on Augusta Avenue in uh, Kensington Market. Mm-hmm. Definitely check them out. Well, and I love that idea of, you know, having a very balanced plate. And that includes mm-hmm. something to sort of, you know, reset the palate a little bit when you're having something so spicy. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like a bit of uh, protein, uh, rice, tomatoes, and uh, and having the bit of yogurts on top of that. It's definitely balanced. Well, and so much use of lemon and garlic, too. It's nice to have almost oh, like yeah. that little bit of sweetness right <laughs> yes 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 <laughs> yeah definitely you squeeze a bit of lemon on top it feels uh, much better mm-hmm. oh i love that my mouth is watering i'm starving <laughs> <laughs> um when was the last time did you so you were in peru sort of was it your last trip no i went to uh to belgium um in august uh 2020 mm-hmm. uh things were a bit better you know lo- we were out of lockdown in mm-hmm. uh in canada and belgium as well so i thought you know this is the occasion to go see my family because i hadn't mm-hmm. seen them in a in a few months and um and i went to europe so i actually landed in paris because they didn't fly to belgium during uh covid mm-hmm. so i had to go in paris first and my sister came and picked me up from there and uh we did an impromptu like type of like little city trip we stayed one night in paris and then we drove down to Epernay. So that's the region where they have um, they have champagne, actually. So this, it's the champagne region of, uh, of France. And it's almost halfway through um, Belgium and, uh, and Paris. Mm. So we're like, okay, why not? Let's stay a night here and yeah. uh, <laughs> go for some tasting. So we went to, uh, to a couple champagne houses and uh, we had a very good time. And then went to Belgium for 
a week, saw my family, and of course had some waffles and some Belgian fries, <laughs> and uh, and gained a bit of weight, and uh, flew back to Toronto. Oh, that's lovely. What were you most excited to eat when you were in Belgium? Fries, definitely mm. fries. Okay, so. Belgian, you know, like they call them French fries, like in North America and in, in Canada as well. But um, the legend says that they're actually invented in Belgium. Oh. So, uh, yeah, back in the days, I, I, like, don't ask me the exact date, but <laughs> the story says, like, um, you know, they were frying a lot of fish uh, in the southern uh, side of Belgium mm-hmm. and uh, they didn't have fish one day. So they decided to, you know, like peel up some potatoes, chop them and fry them. And they absolutely loved it. And uh, and I think the British or the Americans were there. And they were like, oh, French fries. Because they spoke French in that region of Belgium. Oh. So <laughs> that's how the that's how it stayed, Bel- like French fries. Mm-hmm. But they were actually invented in Belgium. Wow, I love yeah. that. <laughs> and the fries in Belgium, once you have them in Belgium, you would say, you would definitely say they're the best in the world. Because they're a bit thicker. Uh, they fry them twice. Mm. And if you go to an authentic French... Uh, uh, like Belgian fry, I'm gonna say Belgian mm-hmm. fries place. Uh, they actually fry them in in fat, so oh. it, can, it can be duck fat, it can be uh, different type of fats, and it's I know it's very 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 like caloric. That like there's a high amount of calorie in there, but it's absolutely delicious. That sounds so decadent. Yeah, and they have maybe like 20 or 30 different type of sauce. Mm. So you have like, here you would have mustard, ketchup, and mayo, that's it. But there you'd have like 50, like almost 50, actually, I said 20, 30, but probably closer to 50 type of different sauce. It's just, you know amazing and uh, like my mouth is watering right now oh it's so my good goodness. <laughs> yeah that sounds so good and would you have mm-hmm. it sort of like as like a dip or like poutine style with sauce all over no just like a dip like, like a dip on the yeah. side yeah they they started doing some poutine in belgium as well and uh, i would say they're very good but yeah no the belgian style like uh fries would be with the with the side dip yeah like just mm. a small amount to dip a couple of rice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds so good do you remember where um besides Turkey, what was the first place that you traveled to? It was France. Um, so I was a scout when I was younger, uh-huh. in a scout group. And I think that was the first camp that we did. Uh, we went to France in the southern region and uh, we camped there actually for a week. We had to do like a lot of hiking and get lost on purpose to see if we could find our way. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, it was just like an amazing experience. I think it was my first trip with my parents as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, like getting to know uh, different people, try different type of food all the different type of cheeses they had mm-hmm. in southern France was just amazing we just like have breakfast with a baguette some nice cheese and enjoy the view <laughs> oh that sounds wonderful oh it was so good <laughs> oh my gosh I've only spent um I mean I'm sort of embarrassed to say but I've only spent about 24 hours in Paris mm-hmm. uh, I okay. had one stop over there once and it definitely oh. was not enough time <laughs> yeah definitely not enough time <laughs> you probably need like I don't know like every time I go back to France I discover something new it's such a big mm-hmm. country right and mm-hmm. um, and I think like people always focus on Paris but there are so many other cities like uh, that are worth visiting well like, Champagne uh, I mean that's next on oh, my list oh yeah <laughs> Champagne definitely yeah it's it's only a couple hour drive from uh, from Paris it's not that far 
and then you have Lille, you have Calais, Nice, like so many other cities. So if you land, if you go to Paris next time, rent a car and explore the surroundings. It's mm-hmm. definitely worth it. Definitely. How many languages do you speak? So I speak French, uh, Turkish. English, of course, mm-hmm. and um, and it's cool because Belgium is um, it's a tiny country, but it's divided in three regions. Mm-hmm. So you have the Flemish region, you have the German region, and the French region. And um, Dutch was mandatory. So I know a bit of Dutch and in university, I also studied German for one year, but I'm very basic, very basic German and Dutch. I would say I can get my way around it, but uh, I'm not very fluent. I got a bit rusty on it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if you don't, I guess, you know, if you don't speak it often, then. Yeah. I don't speak it often at all. And it wasn't the best experience learning Dutch. Like my, I always had like the worst experience with my Dutch teachers. Mm -hmm. So I had a hard time learning the language. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but yeah, I speak a bit of Dutch as well. Wow. So many languages. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I feel like in European and Mediterranean countries, it's just sort of more normal for people to speak multiple languages. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, um, I would say like almost anywhere in Europe, uh, most people are bilingual at least. Mm-hmm. If, not if, trilingual. Not tri- if not trilingual there we go in belgium for example to get like a decent job you need french dutch and english so you need to be trilingual of course and uh other regions in like other countries in europe also like if you're not at least bilingual you don't get like a very decent job meanwhile mm-hmm. most i feel like most canadians i know can speak you know a handful of french and yeah. just english <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For sure. I mean, I like to say that I speak service French because I never really got oh, along yeah. with my French teachers. So <laughs> I and my mom's French, but she stopped speaking to me in French when I was very young. And oh, okay. uh, but I picked it up working as a flight attendant. <laughs> But I pretty much just know drink orders. <laughs> and the public announcement. <laughs> yes, and turbulence. I know the word turbulence. <laughs> you got the basics at least. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, and I can order a glass of wine. So I guess you know that's all you really need to know. <laughs> so I would love for you to share your social media handles so people can follow you and like with your travels and mm-hmm. your beautiful yeah. photos. Sure, sure. Um, so uh, my Instagram is uh, Tanner Alpa, and um, and yeah, I think I'm I'm mostly active on on Instagram, uh, and uh, I can definitely share my uh, my username tag with you. Amazing. So I'll put that in the show notes, and sure. I want to finish up with some fun little rapid fire questions, if you don't mind. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Let's go. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Uh, water or land? Uh, water. Apple or pineapple? Mm, pineapple. Favorite drink? Uh, we'd say uh, like soft drink or uh, alcoholic like. beverage. I-, I love beer. Let's say beer. Okay. And well, now I need to know what is your favorite sauce to have with your fries? Mm, it's called Andalouse. Um, so it's um, like if you look at the ingredients, there's a bit of mustard, a bit of uh, tomato paste and mayo uh, and some spices. So it's, yeah, it's absolutely delicious. You cannot find it in Canada. So every time I come back from Belgium, like half of my luggage is filled with Andalus sauce. (laughs) (laughs) It's so delicious. Yeah. That does sound delicious. Mm. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. And then next I want you to imagine you're in a cafe anywhere Mm -hmm. in the world and you maybe hear some music, people talking, you know, maybe glasses being cleared. What city are you in? Mm, I think I'm in uh, Brussels. And are you inside or outside? I'm outside. Are you drinking anything? Yeah, I'm drinking a nice uh, café crème. Mm, and are you eating anything? Mm. Yeah, I'm eating a nice little croissant. Mm, 
Mm. And are you with anybody? Yeah, I'm with my sister. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. if you were to pick a food to describe your personality, what would it be? Um, okay, it's going to sound a bit cheesy, but I would say baklava. Mm. Just because it's uh, crunchy and it's sweet inside. It has some pistachio and walnuts. Makes you happy and you just need a little piece uh, to feel satiated. So I think baklava it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. Although I want the whole piece. I want all of you all the time. <laughs> okay, I'll ship you a tray. oh so fun i had so much fun today tanner thank you so much for joining me you're welcome really joe it was my pleasure i absolutely loved it good and is there anything else you want to share today all right uh, stay healthy make good choices and (laughs) uh keep smiling and eating good food yes well i think you know after this episode i think a lot of people are going to have smiles on their faces because everything (laughs) sounds so so good oh smiles (laughs) And, you know, their phone in their hand ordering food because oh, yeah. <laughs> they're going to be hungry. Yeah. yeah, call Best Istanbul to get some, uh, I would say, the, their, um, their dinner, Berlinstein dinner. Okay. It's, uh, it's absolutely delicious. It's uh, like must try if you go there. Well, now you know <laughs> that I'm going to have that within like the next couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me how it goes, okay? I will for sure. Thank you so much for joining me. You're welcome, Billy Joe. My pleasure. Take care. I want to talk about smells for a minute. There is nothing like the smell of bread baking in the oven or sizzling onions sautéing in butter and olive oil. But before I start cooking anything in the kitchen, especially with my two young children, I make sure to clean, disinfect, and sanitize with a safe and effective cleaning spray. And I love starting with the crisp and clean smell of Force of Nature. I've been using Force of Nature for over a year and have recommended it to my family. They all love it too. On the EPA's list of disinfectants approved for use against COVID-19, but also bacteria and germs like salmonella, it is completely safe to use around pets and children. (laughs) It has no added fragrance and is safe to use around those with smell sensitivities. Also, preparing the solution myself makes me feel like a scientist. This is not a sponsored post. I just love and believe in the product so much that when they opened their affiliate program, I jumped at applying. The link and promo code are in the show notes under the details for this episode. By purchasing through my link, you'll be supporting costs associated with this podcast and me. Go to www.forceofnatureclean.com slash buttery and use promo code MAKEITSAFE for 25% off and free shipping on your purchase of a starter kit or bundle. With no added fragrance, Force of Nature has a light swimming pool smell. I just love the crispness. After cleaning up in the kitchen, I'm ready to fill the house with delicious food smells once again. Until next time, bye.